You good at counting, Brent? No. No? I can count uh, up to ten. Yeah? Yeah. What if What if I told you all you need to do is count up to, like, fourteen? Oh, uh, well. But then do yeah. that, like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Forty hands an hour. Eight yeah. hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, you know, your face cards and your aces. Yeah, that's just one. This is a plus one. Mm-hmm. And uh, one one through uh, uh, six, that's a, that's a minus one. Or wait, flip that. Oh shit, fuck. We can't be card counters, Brent. Yeah, is is plus one, and then the high cards are the minus one. So seven, what if what if I seven, told eight, you nine or z or nothing? What what if what if I gave you money, and you played poker for me? Yeah, stable a hose. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll stable you, bro. You can be yeah. my you can be my thoroughbred. I, I can be. I could be like fifty million in debt for the rest oh, of my yeah, life. Yeah, to me. <laughs> yeah. The other half of podcast for two people, which is what this show is talking about the movie card counter. Card counter. It's Just don't oh, ask Paul. Don't ask what I was doing between like two thousand three Three and two thousand five. And then like the eight and a half years after that. Yeah. Just don't don't worry about that. Yeah, no, it's fine. Like I just I don't know why we gotta go back that far, <laughs> man. Like Nobody you ain't gotta needs, worry about it. Nobody needs to know about that, right? Yeah. So like we're talking about 2021's The Card Counter, uh, a, a fantastic film, um, and kind of uh, what we um, I don't know. Would you say superseded is the word, or rather we just chose to chose to talk about this movie over uh, Last Reformed. First reformed. First reformed. La- <laughs> no, last. The opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, First you know what they was... say: uh, the Alpha and the Omega. Uh, who came first comes last. He did say that. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, and then there was light. Yeah, we're recently we've delved into the uh, Schrader verse of uh-huh. films. <laughs> um, mm. Catch uh, uh, Oscar Isaac and and uh, um, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. In Moon Knight. Coming yeah. To theaters soon. It's we were it's, paid. I, I think it's I think it's a uh, Hulu. So Hulu or a Disney? It's gotta be Disney Plus. I mean, it's it's dark and it's violent, so who knows? Moon Knight doesn't give a fuck. He'll Speaking of kill Disney, someone. are you gonna move to the Disney Storyland cities they're building? Oh yeah, yeah. So I can get paid in Disney bucks and pay my rent in Disney bucks and buy uh, Mickey Mouse flavored pancake uh, batter. With Getting my thrown Disney in bucks. an isolation cell because you exited your house without wearing the Mickey Mouse ears. Oh, sorry to hear that, buddy, but you broke the rules. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to bust your fucking legs now. Huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, will Sora be there? Tell. And can he uh, can he open and close my yeah, butthole like, with his key? Does that stupid run? Yeah, with his giant doofy-ass shoes and all his fucking belts. Eat shit. So we watched... We, we thought about covering this or First Reformed. Right. Which we'll still probably get to at some point down the yeah. line. But also a movie we've also mentioned a billion times, mm-hmm. Dog Eat Dog. Da- oh, my God. Dog dude. Eat Dog. Yeah. It's a, how a Minnesota guy says it, or yeah. a Chicagoan. Chicago. Yeah, well, it's a dog, you know, and it eats the dog. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, you got any delicious uh, foot-long hot dogs slathered in onions and relish and shit? Hot dogs. So I can shove it down my goddamn gullet. Well, that's your problem. You ain't had any hot dogs today. Um, <laughs> so you gotta have hot dogs or you die. And that's the part of the show where I do a voice. Yeah. That I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> Check that one off. Yep, yep. But first reformed. Fill out your bingo cards. Um, dog eat dog. Yeah. Dag. With Nicolas Cage. Yeah. First reformed is really good. It is so fucking good. I just, uh, I don't. I have to like. I feel like we have to like think about how we approach that one. Yeah, I think so. It and, deserves it. And it also kind of hit us in a way where we're like, "Man, this has made me so fucking nihilistic." And I had a nihilism hangover for like a month and a half. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like, "Wow, this is great for the winter time." Yeah, <laughs> just like dark and angry. Good. Um, yeah, this this was a little bit more fun. Uh, just because gambling's fun, baby. Yeah, it's like it's weird because like gambling is just more of a backdrop to like what's really going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gambling as a backdrop. It's more of a tale of a uh, someone's guilt hanging mm-hmm. over them. Yeah, and a cold, calculating vengeance. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it, it's really kind of fun, uh, to like, if you, if you do watch this and then, and then you go watch the Ethan Hawke be, be the Ernst, mm-hmm. uh, in the first reformed, you're going to see a lot of really fun parallels. At least I was able to draw those when I watched it. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, if you watch them semi close together, well, I feel like Paul Schrader, who, if you don't know, he, he wrote taxi driver. Okay. And Martin Scorsese directed that. The inverse of this film in particular, The Card Counter, the movie yeah. that we're talking about today, which you've already mentioned. Yeah. A couple times. Came back, comes back around. Martin Scorsese is like pr- executive producer on this movie. That's fucking cool. I didn't catch that. Yeah, you weren't paying attention. No, I was petting cats. <laughs> yeah. And Aaron um, was like, you fucking love me. You're like. Fucking love me. You're like, wow, 70s vibe. This movie's big. And I was like, yeah, and yeah, Marty Boy. And I was just like. Whatever, Brent, you're a fucking nerd. Went right over your head. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. I'm going to fucking depants you and put cigarettes out on your taint. Yeah. And then take pictures of me smiling at you. Well, I was you. in the SEER program. Yeah. Uh, what was it? S-E-R-E. S-E-R-E. Yeah, yeah. The... And the... And the... Uh, it should really escape. Actually, it, the escape was the last. Escape. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what I'm really good at: escaping from uh, all of my issues, my problems, uh, my responsibilities, and overall any sort of uh, guilt. Um, but uh, you know, I, I can never escape from my overwhelming pride. Survival, evasion, resistance, and escape. That's I. Uh, I got that training. You got Oscar it. Isaac. Yeah. You got Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish, Haddish, who's just she's really she's really nice in this movie. You got fucking uh, she, Ty Sheridan too. Ty Sheridan, the Ready Player One, Willem Dafoe. He's in fucking everything now. Right? Yeah, he's. I mean, so is Oscar Isaac. He's like really just kind of like becoming almost like a Tom Hanks, Thomas Hanks, a, a Tomas, if Thomas you will. Cruise, Thomas Cruise. Yeah, uh, what I like about Oscar Isaac is that uh, he has that ability uh, to just be Oscar Isaac and whatever he touches. Uh-huh. Um, and everyone's like, yeah, that's that's uh, that's the Poe Dameron. That's the Ivan Ooze in the X-Men movie. Well, he really wanted to take this because he, he wanted to do a more serious like character study movie, mm-hmm. which is kind of what I was getting at with um, uh, Paul Schrader writing Taxi Driver. Yeah. First Reformed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now card counter. He's he's very good at the uh, the 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 dangerous lone male. Yeah, uh, or at least like danger to himself. He's also really fucking good at making a world feel lived in mm-hmm. because he'll throw random ass shit in there like that. Are you okay, Miss? Yeah. No, I'm not fucking okay. And yeah. like you know the two people just hanging out at the pool. Like, of course there's going to be people at a pool at a motel. You know. Like, I don't. I don't know when it was filmed for sure. I feel like I should know these things before we go into these, but yeah, I think it was. It came out in twenty twenty one. Yes. So I would have to assume it was shot in twenty twenty. Right. Which, if you know, that was kind of a weird time to probably be doing any work in this time. Absolutely, it's something that a lot of these movies that have kind of uh, come out and used almost like a badge of merit. Like, yeah, we were able to produce something during this really fucked up time with all these uh, constraints on us. So I don't know if there are like a lot of extras, but a lot of these like shots of um, like casinos, there's like two people entering them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like a really like lived in, but also very like sparse and depressing like presentation of like the gambling world. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it it does a very good job like showing casinos as a liminal space. You know, like you just kind of feel like you're hanging out in goddamn limbo. Yeah, like. I mean, that's the thing. Casinos, you can never like, no, tell no what clocks, time it is. Yeah. No windows. It's, like, always just bright enough. And, uh, you know, like, there, there, uh, there's so many times in that movie where you're like, how long have they been here? <laughs> how long have they been awake? We see a couple shots, uh, namely one, of someone actually sleeping when Oscar Isaac is on his fucked up bed in his fucked up hotel room and just wearing a suit. And yeah, like, why exactly does he wrap everything in the hotel with sheets? Because Paul Schrader's got to make a fucked up guy. Like that's yeah, like I, yeah, I kind of was like, is it because like it makes it makes it feel more like a prison cell, right? That he, you know, is too grown, very accustomed to living in, right? Like I was kind of thinking, like, is it like sterile white environment? 
Like, he doesn't want to touch surfaces that other people have. But you're going to a fucking casino. You're playing at a table that is a public table. Yeah, you're touching... That thousands of people have cards, also touched. chips. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. I, I really didn't think it was a germ thing. No, it, it, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. And then, like, well, I kind of thought it was, like... We're getting into, like, I guess, spoiler territory. Yeah. Who cares a shit? Right, Oscar Isaac is fucking strange. It's, it's, I mean, if if you are at we're at all interested in watching this movie, then yeah. perhaps this is time to leave. Yes. Um, so his character William Tell. Yeah, that's his chosen name. Yeah, his chosen name. Um, it's like I think he also was it he when he threatens to pretty much like you're gonna do what I say or else you're gonna see how nasty I can get. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, is it to, like, cover up mess? Right, yeah. Like, that's kind of what I was thinking. It was, like, uh, pretty easy to kind of, like, just But then again, like, you would have to have the entire floors covered, which he didn't do. Walls. Walls. But, yeah, you got the furniture. Yeah. The lamp. Yeah, the lamp was a weird choice. Uh, Obviously, the sheet does a really good job at, like, diffusing the light, and it makes everything soft. Uh Uh-huh. I think, I mean, that might have just been, like, one of those things. Like, that's just a thing he does. You're not really supposed to understand it. Right, yeah. It's somebody that, like, whenever they uh, drink, they just need to also take a shot of Cheese Whiz after every shot, and they can't explain it. The Chaser? Yeah, yeah. It's who fucking knows, man. The Cheeser? Yeah, the Cheeser, if you will. I'm the cheeser. But yeah, uh, he was he was a really fantastic character, and Oscar Isaac does a really fantastic job just, like, Going from intent or uh, content and like intense gambler, just like you can see his eyes are incredibly focused and there's like a million gears working in his head to all of a sudden like I have done terrible things, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it, it's it's such a really wild shift. It's a water slide of a personality because it just starts and then boom, you're fucking neck deep. And uh, Yeah, it's really... To stress the point again, it's like one of the things I feel like Paul Schrader's really good at. I haven't mm-hmm. seen all of his movies, but there's a movie he did in, uh, I think, 92, 91, 92, called uh, Light Sleeper with Willem Dafoe. Okay. I don't really know a whole lot about it. Um, he did a movie, I think, in, it came out in 88, called uh, Mishima, A Life in Four Chapters. Okay. About um, a Japanese author in, like, post-war Japan uh, named Yukio Mishima, who I don't... He was, like, a very prolific writer, and... Leader of a Zaibatsu? I don't believe so. Mm. Not that Mishima, but... Damn. Uh, I know he also committed seppuku after a failed coup attempt. And it was kind of a big fucking deal because, uh, what, like, they didn't... They weren't, like, doing seppuku very much by that time? But, yeah, it, this was... I feel like this would have been, like, the 1960s when he did it. Yeah, so it's, like, it's not I, necessarily, like, don't, a thing... Yeah, don't take that for fact, what I'm saying. I, I'm really just going off of, like, memory. Memory, yeah. I, it's something I, like, just glanced through in passing. But Schrader's definitely one of those guys who doesn't necessarily exactly have a niche, and he's never created one for himself. I mean, he did a movie in 1982 called Cat People. What? Yeah, and um, the lead actress in the movie is, like, Natasia Kinski. Okay. Natasha, Natasia or something. Natasha. Um... He, she, they had an affair, mm-hmm. and um, he was heartbroken when she didn't attend like the premiere, and pretty much just ghosted after the movie. Woof. Until he met her a year later, mm-hmm. and he was like, "What? What happened?" And then she's like, "Paul, I fuck all my directors. With yeah. you, it was hard." Oh. And that is, you know, that's, I can I can see this L, from here, mm-hmm. but you know, we keep our head up for. For, for Schrader. Yeah. And the Schrader-verse continuing. I feel like he's winning, though. Yeah. Um, this was also a pretty interesting uh, piece to see uh, Tiffany Haddish in as well. Like, mm-hmm. she just, like, she was the spice that the movie needed. She brings a kind of joyfulness that mm-hmm. the movie sort of She's a literal globe <laughs> of light. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not in, like, a, like a... She doesn't bring any of her, like, really comedic... You know, like every like she's fantastic and brilliant in that in that regard, and it's just like her as a person, she just doesn't have the fucked up shit going on. It's like she as a person, she kind of loses it. She kind of been through her own mm-hmm. 
like her own bullshit. hell. Yeah, yeah, that she's like still like hasn't broken her, I guess, or at least you know. Yeah, we don't really know learn a whole lot about her, but she, yeah, she's a sweet gal. Yeah, she's sweet. Well, she's, Linda, she's still uh, romantic. She's incredibly intelligent. And uh, overall, like, she's just got the charisma to carry the rest of the cast, mm-hmm. which is great because Ty Sheridan is Ty Sheridan. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was saying, yeah, he probably could play a good Beavis or Butthead. Yeah, yeah. Like, the whole time, I feel like the it's three a- of us, because we watched it with Aaron, who was, like, pretty excited for this movie, but um, she might have maybe, well, I mean, like, I don't know if she was just tired or if she was thinking that it was going to be something else after seeing the trailer, like a... Trailer definitely had it almost seem like it was going to be a little bit more intrigue. Uh, but after watching First Reformed with her as well, and God, that was fucking rough to get through that last, like, 30 minutes of that movie, dude. It was, uh, it's a fantastic film. It's just, it's pain. Yeah. It, it is pain. Um, so, anyway, uh, yeah, so she was like, I'm just going to go take a nap. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she was she was not about the Sheridan either. Well, it's cool in how this movie about like the ghosts of Abu Ghraib and mm-hmm. like, uh, 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 like mainstream gambling as yes. like a career. Yeah, and crutch. Yeah. Um. There's also like probably one of the most like romantic scenes. Oh yeah, yeah. Where they're just like walking around the light gardens of Vegas, or where I don't know, I'm not sure what that place is called. But... Yeah. The the movie goes to like places that you didn't really expect. You know, like there's there's like a, I'm gonna help set this kid straight. Um, this kid, you know, lacked a father. I never had a family, kind of thing. There's the perhaps I can forgive myself. Maybe I can find happiness. And, and you did you did catch the story of his father, right? Yeah, He's, he was also at Abu Ghraib and was an abusive father who just ended up killing himself. Yeah, he said, uh, he was like, uh, your father abused and he, and uh, I believe that, uh, Sheridan's character, uh, Kirk with a C. Kirk with a C. Uh, was like, that was, that's in the past. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously he's fucking dead. He did, uh, <laughs> blow his own brains out. But yeah, um, it was, it's, it's, it's a, it's a movie. Like I said, it goes a lot of places, but I don't think that it ever feels like it veers off track because it spends just enough time on everything. And Mm -hmm. that's what I've been noticing a lot about, uh, Schrader's films. They've just been like, we're going to take you to places. You didn't think this film was going to take you. We're going to spend the exact amount of time there that needed to be taken. And you're gonna be like, wow, that was fucking cool. And then you're gonna move on. Yeah, and the uh, the Abu Ghraib scenes themselves are filmed in like rapper fish, like oh, reverse yeah. fish islands. Yeah, I don't know how I forgot about that. It's it's a it feels like a dream. I mean, uh, they were dreams. Yeah, I mean, they were dreams, but they did happen. Yes, they're, they're dream memories. Yeah. Which I joked was like when I dream about my previous job. Mm-hmm. That's how it looks like. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess us describing it probably isn't doing a lot of justice, but it's noisy. Yeah. It's disorienting. Disgusting. It's, yeah. Yeah, you're pretty much, it's it's like you're um, being like a, like a tour. Yeah. Through like a, a torture dungeon. Yeah. A military torture dungeon. We're also like of the right age in which like we remember very vividly those uh, pictures of Abu Ghraib, uh, like actually reaching uh, media outlets. Mm-hmm. And seeing, you know, like the pictures while uh, somewhat censored in some areas and everything like that, we were able to like remember specific pictures. And it it just kind of, um, yeah, like uh, took me back mentally to like where I was as uh, as a youngster in the early years of the war on terror. Yeah, what a weird, weird fucking time. Yeah. Do you remember? I feel like. It, this probably also happened at, with Abu Ghraib, but like, there's also that story. There was like a like leaked footage mm-hmm. of like U.S. soldiers pissing on a dead combatant. Yeah, yeah. And like that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fucked up. It is. But there were yeah. a lot of people like, "This isn't us." It's like this is this is very us on the nose. That's our fucking colors. Those are our boys. Yeah, like, and like you. I remember, like, the, 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 the discourse around it was just really weird. Just people, like, defending. Like, I was a dead combatant. Like, yep. You have to get pissed on. As if, like, like, we have no idea how that's like or... Yeah. 
just yeah it, it, I, I don't know it's just a, a really weird age to have warfare in where we can just see the entire thing yeah and, and you know uh, I've probably talked about it like more than a few fucking times but like movies like Green Zone or uh, The Kingdom and, and shit like that obviously you know Hurt Locker uh, bringing it a few years later it's uh it's a it's a whole fucking headspace that we lived in for for quite some time um and i i think that that's just going to be i mean it's definitely ingratiated in, in everything that uh, that america is in our culture it's in our it's obviously already in our movies it was in our music and still kind of is like completely like the the post 9-11 society yeah yeah it's uh it's kind of always been like a catalyst for everything and uh, it's interesting to see things now, you know, in the 2020s, kind of go back and draw on something that was, oh, my God, like, literally kicked off 21 years ago. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's a really interesting thing to see and uh, to be interpreted, uh, interpreted in, the, in, the, in this way. I guess, uh, I guess I also wanted to draw, like, a comparison with... Um... Uh, first Reformed, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I assume is going to mean a lot to people, anyone listening who hasn't also seen that, but the way it, it kind of draws on, like, very real-life issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But does it in, like, a very, like, tactful way. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just kind of, like, kind of talking about how, like, it was just, like, the, the soldiers in the pictures who were punished mm-hmm. and not, like... The people who trained them. The people who oversaw those soldiers. The the people who literally also were there as much or even more time uh, than the soldiers in the pictures. Like it was just like a... They had to punish them to save face, basically. The the whole hearts and minds thing. Little uh, Ponzi's. Yeah. Yeah. Or Patsy's. And then with like First Reformed, you got these very real climate change statistics. Yep. Kind of driving uh, the whole plot, or at least the whole, like, uh, uh, mindset of um, the main character in that. Right. Five years uh, prior to uh, Don't Look Up. Yeah. I think that was that was probably my favorite little fucking inside uh, jab between the two of us was, like, isn't this movie just Don't Look Up but better? Yes. You know, like, not cringe. But, yeah, it's... Did you see that? It was like a screen grab of Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio, like doing like a front-facing camera video, and they're like, it's, it's at the point in the movie where like the meteor's visible, right? Or it's the it's, comet or whatever the fuck's. It's us. the fucking moon from Majora's Mask. It's like it's just like a bright like twinkle like of light, mm-hmm. but they're like pointing at it, and they're doing like they're straight up doing like the Wojak faces. Oh like, my it's god! It's like you can draw like a comparison, and it's like. Pretty much like one to one. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. Yeah, it's pretty bad, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt like if I, I had to hate, watch, I, I didn't hate "Don't Look Up," but it's just yeah. It feels like it should come with like a guy that knocks on your door. You let him in. He doesn't say anything, but he has two signs, and one sign says you can laugh now, and then the other one says, "Do you get it?" Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then in different scenes, he just flips between the two signs. Yeah, it's, it's very um, uh, spoon insulting. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't. Pfft. There was a I, God. Didn't we actually say this in Showgirls? Like, I said uh, that um, people had said, "Did we really need Showgirls?" And Trader was like, "What the fuck does that even mean?" You mean Verhoeven? Uh, Verhoeven. Yeah. Sorry. And. Um, I was they were talking like, about uh, Benedetta. People, the the whole Benedetta, yeah, yeah. The whole like discourse was just like nudity and sex scenes. And people, right. like, is that really necessary? It's like this is a historical lesbian nun. Yep. Who had a lot of sex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and this is the movie about her with her name on it. Yeah. And then I said, I believe, because again, it's been a month, but I was like, do did we need? Don't look up. Do we need movies like that? There's, I mean, by that metric, I mean, it, neither are necessary, but... Yeah. Just one of them is just a lot more insulting than the other, I feel like. Right, yeah. I don't know if it is uh, the nihilism of <laughs> reaching the age of 30 soon. Uh, that, that you know, like, that's that's just a constant reminder. Yeah. Just, I, I'm so angry. Why? 
<laughs> and and at the same time, I have no hope. No hope. And so I will sew all of these patches onto my cool tactical vest. <laughs> and and I will go Not to church. You'll stock the energy magnates? Yes, I shall. But yeah, um, I really I really liked that... Uh, the the kind of like radicalization of um i would say like i'm gonna say radicalization of like a lot of american youth being like this person was a hero what they did was you know blah 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 blah. but also like thinking like oh you're a soldier so you did badass shit i bet that you're the man who could do this cool thing it's like you have all of the wrong ideas about what any of that was and what these you know like what this actually meant that seems like a lot of what uh, um, William Tell was trying to impart upon Kirk with the C. Yeah, played yeah. by Ty Sheridan of the Ready Player One. Yeah, fame. he was in Mood, Mood, and a uh, couple, couple. Oh, uh, 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 Voyagers, Voyagers actually look kind of cool. Sci-fi kind of film where um, everyone is like launched into space and they're all like teenagers and they're like, you gotta, you gotta start the human race again. But they're like. Also, like, fucking and fighting and doing drugs and shit on a space shuttle, I think. I don't know. That's what I gathered. Okay. Yeah. I didn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) That was Tyler's review. Yeah. Voyagers. Yeah. uh, I don't know. I'll tell you all about movies I've never seen before. (laughs) It's uh, Tyler's Movie Corner. Anytime you you want, man. (laughs) How about, though, instead... Uh, kind of talking more about like the random other characters of uh, Schrader's films, like uh, Mister USA. The guy fucking sucked. Yeah, yeah, just like wearing the the USA tank top, the USA hat, USA shorts, and he had his like two fan or not fanboys, but his two like hype bros. Yeah, yeah, and they're just like running around chanting USA, but he was like from the Ukraine, and like what like did he like recently like. Get his citizenship? I have no fucking idea. They don't yeah. really touch on his backstory. Just the yeah. apes, the USA thing. Yeah, and like so, every time that he uh, bullies someone out and like you know takes their whole uh, their pot or whatever, they just start chanting USA. Seems like USA. every time he just won a hand, really. Oh god, yeah, it did become that fucking like often. It was <laughs> pretty bad. I think the I think the biggest crime this movie commits is not. Seeing that guy meet, like, a horrific end. Oh, yeah. I honestly thought, like, the whole time, I was <laughs> or, like, yeah, this like, guy's going to get a fucking bullet in the head. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole He's time. either going to be defeated in cards or meet a violent end, and neither happens. In combat. And that's, uh, sometimes life is like that. The shittiest, most annoying fucking people yeah. come out ahead sometimes. Yep. And, and some people herald them as heroes. But, yeah, I did kind of find it interesting that this dude from, like, you know, a completely different place. And, you know, Ukraine is obviously, like, kind of a hot-button uh, country right now with everything going on. To uh, turn that, like, over-American blah, blah, blah into, like, a persona or yeah. a trait of personality, you know? My personality um, is America. Yeah, yeah. Like, isn't that great? Isn't that great? You mm-hmm. just like watch someone turn themselves into a fucking meme, and then they strut around in that in those clothes. Yeah, uh, I feel like we need to talk about uh, Willem Dafoe's character. Yes, Major yes. John Gordo, or yeah. used to be something else. Slash Rogers. Yeah. Um, how even like he's describing him. Uh, 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 Tells is describing him to Kirk. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, this guy's straight out of Call of Duty, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, but I also, he's fucking price. If dude. you've played um, the Soldier of Fortune games, oh right, he looks like the main character John Mullins in mm. the in those games. Yeah, um, but he's yeah, he's kind of this like he he seems like a like a a Hollywood character. Yes, he does. Yeah, this is like a every scene that we see him in, and he's like chasing this idea of like a boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Like it can, like he can. But yeah, it's just kind of like a like a, a kind of a futile effort. But at the same time, he's also a man who takes a lot of joy and fulfillment from the torture, pain, and submission of others. Yeah, you liked his work. Yeah, loved his fucking work, and uh, also uh, 
really just enjoyed turning everyone else around him into monsters and weapons for him to then use on others. And uh, Oscar Isaac's William Tell character was one of those, as well as Ty Sheridan's, um, oh, well, uh, Kirk's dad, in in that sense. Both of them having been uh, kind of turned into monsters uh, to, to do all that torture and so on and so forth. But um, Rogers slash Gordo would, would obviously say, all I did was, you know, hand you the mirror and tell you to look a little deeper into yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I just helped you stir yourself awake. Or he seemed to, like, really believe in what he was doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, these are... We're going to save American lives by uh, pulling these dudes' dicks out and laughing at them. Right, yeah. And, then, like, slapping them around and having a dog bark in their face. Yeah, I did like that they actually kind of went into, like, some of the uh, terminology and, like... Um, uh, study and action of psyops used during the time in trying to get information, being like, "Hey, uh, do not shy away. This is real." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like this is this is shit that was uh, that was perpetrated by American soldiers. There's that part where he describes, I think it's like force drift, mm-hmm. <clears throat> where it's like where the the interrogator, quote unquote, yeah, uh, just kind of becomes overwhelmed with frustration and power. Yeah, and it's just not even about like. Getting information. Yeah, yeah, it's just about inflicting pain. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like, oops, uh, you didn't, you didn't do it soon enough. Now he's just mad. Now your life is going to be the game. Fucking, uh, what is it? I have no mouth, and yet I must scream or whatever. I was going to say, did you ever play um, the PS2 era Godfather games? No, no. <laughs> well, there you were a gangster, right? And you worked right. for the Corleones. Yeah. And uh, the whole thing was, like, it was kind of like Grand Theft Auto's Gang Wars. Okay. Where you went into, like, all the other five families' like territories. Mm-hmm. And then you'd try, like, extorting their, their businesses from them. Right. But you'd go in and, like, find the owner, and you'd have to torture him just enough. Oh, Or just slap great. him around and, like, beat him up and smash up their shit. Right. But they had, a, they had like, a breaking point. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. so did you have to, like, keep it there? Uh, you couldn't. You had to get it up to a point, but I think mm-hmm. if you the further you pushed it without going over, you would get better rewards. Right. But if you went over, you would have to just, like, either give up or just, like, kill the guy and come back. Right, yeah. They'd just get pissed off, and then, they'll, like, they'll never, they'll never let you extort them. Right. Until, like, 24 hours. They'll again. turn over to the other gang, and then next thing you know, and you come in, and they shoot you. Well, they're you. already owned by the other gang. Well, so like, they'll be like, hey, these guys are showing up, please help. And then yeah. they'll be like, yeah, we're going to fucking well, you shoot see, like, you. The, the way it was, like, the gang members were already there, so you'd have to, like, shoot. Fight and, your way in. Shoot and beat up right. everybody. Anyways, yeah. You got a video games? They had a, they had a, they had a tilt point. They did have a tilt <laughs> well, point. Like, they were just so pathetic. You just, like, hold them out a window, and then, like, you'd do the, like, intimidation meter would go up, and then eventually. Time your X button. And then you'd press a button, like, you better hand over the money, see? And they're like, I will never do it. I'll never do it. You pushed me too far. My interroga- yeah, my uh, interrogation points are way too high, buddy. Yeah, I wonder how many uh, controllers got spiked on the ground when they failed their interrogations at Abu Ghraib. <laughs> yeah, a lot. A lot. So you could press the thumbsticks in to mm-hmm. do a strangle move, which was kind of uh, gross. That is kind of fucking gross. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> it's um, there was a Wii version. Yeah. I have no idea how the beat, beating up worked in that one. We're fucking just swinging the Wii mote and it's uh, just yeah. somebody's face. Well, you could like fling people and they'd like do that. Like, right. Yeah. I don't know. It was kind of a fun game. Did you ever play Red Steel? Yeah. That was really fun. Played it uh, like when my friend got a Wii and that was like playing the multiplayer was kind of fun. Was that a, was that a deep silver game? Who fucking knows? That's a really deep cut. It's a hard question. I'm yeah, pretty it's sure. Like, what happened with that game? Yeah, it was so gone. cool because you could put your fucking Wii up to your ear like it was a cell phone, and then yeah. they would tell you who to kill. Yeah, they tell you and who to protect. Player. Yeah, it was super fun. You could hold a gun gangster style. You could, and that was that was like the main selling point. Yeah, yeah. So you can do this. Mm-hmm. I know you want to do this. Snake would say that it's useless to hold a gun that way unless you're trying to uh, shoot the broom crowd. handle technique or whatever. Yep. Exactly. Broom handle. Yeah. Uh, it, was, uh, it was really fucking wild anytime that we saw a lot of Abu Ghraib in this film. I feel like, again, it goes there and it shows you a lot of it, but you spend just enough time in it without you kind of coming out feeling like, the rest of your viewing experience is spoiled because you're just like, this is disgusting. Like, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, you, you do get the impression that it is hanging over um, Oscar Isaac's character throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Or even, like, the parts where they're, like, getting to the next casino and mm-hmm. they're meeting up with uh, Linda, Tiffany Haddish's character. Um, I mean, like, this, the, I feel like the soundtrack kind of elevates that. Yeah. At least, like, kind of uh, manipulates, where it's just, like, this really sighing, depressive, dirge song. Yeah. When, like, they're meeting Linda and she's, like, very happy, but... You're kind of seeing it from his perspective, and just it's very much like a dark cloud hanging over him throughout the whole film. Yeah, and uh, it's it's kind of funny because he is he is in kind of a state of zen whenever he's playing cards. Yeah, you know he seems like he truly enjoys it, and he says as much. And they're like, "What else do you fucking do?" Like, Nothing. I, I like I like playing cards. Like, okay, I mean that's fine. There's some people who it's like the who's only thing like. That, like Keeps him occupied. Keeps the demons away. Yeah, makes it so he's not thinking about, you know, the things he'd done. Yeah. (laughs) And the the moments in which we actually just get William Tell alone in his motel room, like, with the composition notebook and, like, just a bottle of booze uh, is really great. What was was the back tattoo? It's like I I give my life to, like, glory and I trust my soul to grace Grace, or something like that. Yeah, I trust my soul to grace, yeah. Or no, I give my life to providence, my soul to grace. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea where that comes from, but uh, I was like, this almost feels somewhat, like, out of place. It almost felt like I could have seen that tattoo on Ethan Hawke's Ernst. It seems like uh, it was, he probably, I feel like with most tattoos, you get them when you're a completely different person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even, I don't know if you saw, but he had like like an American flag tattoo. The the cross tattoo of the flags, yeah. I think so, yeah. 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 It's uh, it, it's it's really interesting. So it's you like get you get the like when he joined up. Yes. he was very idealistic and believed in what yes. he was doing. And then... a full dissection of the character, like just from looking at his body, less less of his actions because he does not act in the way in which he wants. He I mean, says pretty early before on, you know a whole lot about him. Like yeah. when you see when he's with that like they call him like slippery Jim or something. Mm-hmm. They do with the cowboy hat in the beginning. Yeah, and the giant side when they're watching the USA guy. Um, playing, he's he kind of has like an inner monologue. He's like, "Yeah, I'd like to take that flag and shove it down his throat and out his asshole." Yeah, he never, never served, so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah, he's kind of like, you just kind of see him seething, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, yeah, like, it's, yeah. It's the inner really monologue cool. parts were really, really nice, and I think that there's there's not too many uh, movies really that kind of uh, do that much anymore, um, and all of his uh, personality and the times in which we get like a narration of his thoughts, whether he's writing or he's just thinking and looking at another character, it fits and doesn't feel like Rorschach cringe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dear diary, yeah. I am hungry and my dumb dumb hurts. Got hungry, went to fridge, out of sandwiches. <laughs> Guess I'll eat. Baked beans. Went to Subway. <laughs> Subway's closed. <laughs> and I cried. <laughs> I'll just over McDonald's. Roll on snare. Everybody laugh. <laughs> Drop my nuggies in the in the checkout. Oh no, not your nuggies. But yeah, I uh, I I just I don't know. There wasn't there wasn't a lot to to hate on with it. Honestly, like there were times where. Um, you know, you are just kind of like sitting there and you're watching them play cards. And there is a certain intensity about all the players and everything like that. It does um, do a good job of kind of bringing you into the, the gambling world. At least mm-hmm. like a, the, it's it's very interestingly like described and explained as the uh, film goes I was going to say, do you, do you know a favorite scene that you have? Uh, which one? <laughs> no, no, no. Do you? Do I? Yeah. Oh, do I just do I have one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Abergab scenes come to mind right away. Yeah, yeah. But I do like, um, it's kind of when he's breaking down the other players. I mean, it, like the, a lot of the gambling scenes in the movie are really cool, even though it's just like, they're like secondary overall to yes. the movie, a movie yeah. called The Card Counter. Mine would have to be the the, uh, the point in which they're in the... The diner? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's either a diner or like a continental breakfast eating area of a fucking shitty hotel or whatever. And he's telling Kirk the story about Goldie. Yeah, like the, the poker tournament in Iowa. Yeah, and uh, he's like, 
doing all of the sick ass card tricks and shit. And he's like, how the fuck are you doing this? And it's just like, that's that childlike wonder that kind of brings almost an innocence and hope and like, and hope to the characters that this story really is just going to be as simple as this dude's good at gambling and he's going to do it really good. Yeah. And he's going to, you know, he's going to help this kid out. Yep. He's going to, you know, his kids, he's in trouble. He needs, he needs some guidance in his life. Yeah, but like really and truly, I think that what Card Counter is very, very good at is lulling you into that false sense of like, oh yeah, it's going to be a simple time, yeah. and like that's what it's going to be, and uh, the the dark tar pit that William Tell comes from, like he escaped that with cards, and it's like, no, the fuck he didn't. It's <laughs> it's a giant tar pit, and everyone that has been splashed is now forsaken, and everyone's going to die, you know. Or be touched in some other terrible way with some other sort of happenstance. Linda came back for him, though. Yeah, what a fucking champ. Do you think he got conjugal visits? Ooh, I don't think they actually do those. In military prisons? Do you think they do? Probably not. Yeah. I feel like they would have shown that, like, like, here's your room where you get to hang out, and then we'll just kind of, we'll pretend like we're not listening. Right, but we're totally listening. Yeah. And also, I have a podcast of conjugal visits. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that we yeah, stream it to the dark web. Yeah. Here you go. Is is uh, uh, visit number thirty two? I wish like his last narration was like, "And I still hit." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and then after after we uh, we finished um, finished that, we had to go watch some uh, some fucking sick ass card tricks and sleight yeah. of hand. Check out check out Ricky J. May he rest in peace. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, is I love card tricks. I love cards. And uh, I was explaining to Aaron, uh, all I know about gambling comes from Yakuza and Red Dead Redemption. So obviously I'm a pro. I got to show you this funny um, Red Dead video. It's like they did like the AI voice <laughs> things for the characters. Right. I'll, I'll show you after. I'll show you when we're done recording. Oh, nice! But yeah, I uh, I had a really good time with this. Um, if you if really you put happy. a gun to my fucking face, yeah, yeah, and told me to pick between First Reformed and Card Counter, mm-hmm. I would say First Reformed. Mm-hmm. But if you like shot and missed, yeah, I'd be like, I really like Card Counter. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you you can't go wrong. Yeah, both of them are it's, fantastic films. They're completely different, and it's really fine movie. And it, it just really interesting characters, settings, and backdrops. And like in a time where like mainstream uh, movie going experiences, you get like maybe two or three like real fucking movies a year. Yeah, like solid hitters. Like this is one of the one of those. Yeah. <laughs> of twenty twenty one. Really and truly, and and I just wow, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, just more in general. I really hope that we find some more movies that are, say, like newer. You know, know it's uh, crazy when we Paul get a new movie. Is working on a couple more. That's good it's shit. called like the Garden Tender or something like that. It's like Sigourney Weaver. Some other. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about them, but yeah, right. I think maybe maybe I imagine Willem Dafoe showing up for one of them. But yeah, it's wild whenever we get like a movie that's come out within like say like the last four years, and we're like, yeah, we're gonna talk about this semi recent movie. Mm-hmm. You know, let alone, like, last year or, like, last year when we uh, talked about Green Knight. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> like, yeah, this is a really good movie. Fantastic. I want to do, I, don't, I mean, for no reason in particular, mm-hmm. I'm just saying this to be funny. I want to do another Irishman episode. Just yeah. to have an excuse to watch it again. Right. And then talk about it for no apparent reason. Yeah. Same movie. Fucking slaps. So good. I uh I god I have I have a couple ideas in the bag uh of films that I'd really really like to see but you know my fucking brain is farting super hard right now um between my hair being pulled out of my head because I'm freaking out over my cats or the incredibly loud and powerful wind outside. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been fucking with me. Yeah. Um, so in 2012 or 13? Yeah. Uh, Paul Schrader actually ended up kickstarting a movie. What? Back when that was really hot, called The Canyons. The Canyons. Yeah. Um, starring Lindsay Lohan and James Dean, D E E N. Oh, I'm what not sure if you're fuck? familiar with that fellow. No. A uh, porn actor. Okay, cool. Yeah, known for James s- Peen. Slanging his thang. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Hell yeah. Very uh, a very uh, very pack. rough fucker. <laughs> oh, That's what he's known for. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And I was like, this sounds trashy as hell. And it was uh, written by Brett Easton Ellis, I believe. Who has done what in the past? American Psycho. Yeah. Lesson Zero. Okay. Um, uh, Rules of Attraction. Oh. Um, some, I mean, I haven't, I haven't read a whole lot of his shit, but I've only read American Psycho because I watched the movie. <laughs> right, right, right. The books, are, I mean, it's it's disgusting, but I love it. Right, yeah. I, I feel like that's that's definitely something that's kind of part of the uh, the entirety of the opus of the past three generations for sure. <laughs> just like everybody's just like, yeah, man, this changed me. But it's good. I haven't watched the Canyons yet. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've had it. Like, oh, was, you have it. I was one of the backers. Cause like, <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> that's where the story's going. Yeah. It was directed by Paul Schrader. It's like, oh, he uh, he wrote Taxi Driver. Familiar with James Dean's work. Also, I this uh, I, I yeah, have like, this movie. I was like, <laughs> Brady. I don't think I don't know if I'd like Brady Sinellis as a person, but I, mm-hmm. I do kind of respect his writing somehow. Mm-hmm. It's like what I have uh, read from him. Yeah. Um. So that was like one of the main things that drew me in, and it's like, okay, it's being directed by the guy who wrote Taxi Driver, another fantastic film. So probably like sex, murder, and cool, cool fucking cinematography. It's, yeah, like L.A. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't actually seen it yet, but I heard it was really bad. <laughs> Great. But I have I have the Blu-ray, and I have like a poster still in the tube. <laughs> it's still in the tube. Yeah, huh? I always tell Where are you myself, gonna hang it? <laughs> I don't know, man. I always tell myself I'm gonna get like a nice frame for it. Mm-hmm. Cause I used to just put up posters, but then like uh, they get all fucked up. Yeah, they really do. Anyways. They really do. I had to throw away a couple of mine. I had a sick ass Princess Mononoke one that I decided to like trash. We had some pauses here and there, but we just about filled up our time. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 been it's been a time um, between cars being fucked up. Uh, living in a hellish landscape, mm-hmm. never uh, not having overtime, and just generally not fucking feeling like doing shit. Yeah, you know. But you know that's that's the way. That's that is the, the way. way. Um, uh, it's like was it like courage is holding two mm-hmm. conflicting ideals in your head. Yeah, and uh. Living with that or whatever, whatever, whatever uh, you said in First Reformed. Right, I, I knew where you were going. Unofficial First Reformed episode as well. Right. So, well, well I feel like we, as I said, we, we we just gotta think about how we approach that one. Yeah, it deserves its episode, and if somehow we have gauged your interest in in checking out First Reformed, you fucking absolutely should. I will say, if you're gonna watch Moon Knight, yeah. Uh, when you do see that, then go watch Card Counter and First Reformed. Yeah. To see Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac at fucking peak form. But also something crazy about Moon Knight is that uh, he was a uh, PMC. Originally, he was a PMC in Desert Storm. So it's kind of uh, kind of cool that he's going to be... Bart Simpson, ready for action. Oh, my God. You've seen that show. Yes, yeah. Fuck. I think Garfield had one too. I think so as well. Yeah, the cartoons are gearing up to go save some oil fields. Right. Yeah, and create humanitarian crises. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fine. We're just gonna put a bulldozer front on the top of the on the front of this tank and drive over every foxhole that we see. Did you ever uh, Did you ever play Conflict Desert Storm? Nope. It was exactly like that. God damn. There's just four dudes, mm-hmm. either um, SEAL Team or SAS. Yeah. No, it was. I think it was Delta Force. Solid, Delta Farce. You remember that with Larry the Cable Larry the Guy? Ca- cabler Guy. Yeah, get our great. done. Get our get our done. I want. Oh. I'm just imagining a scene in Delta Farce where like, he he uh, you remember that scene in The Punisher? Which one? Where he has the flashback to Kandahar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like, what if that? But it's Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Just beating a dude to death with like the butt of a rifle. Yeah, doing the like John trying to psych him. Yeah, trying dude. to psych himself up. Just doing the, doing the John Bernthal scream he does in all the movies. Yeah, yeah. Love to see that guy show up. Anyways, yeah, good stuff. Man, that would be fucking good. That actually could happen. Just uh, um, yeah, or like uh, 
he's trying to torture a guy for information. Yeah. And he's just like putting um, layer the cable guys putting like battery clamps on the dudes like ball sack. But it's actually only and it's a very golf, graphic in your but seat. it's like a golf cart battery. Yeah. You know, so it's like real small. It's yeah. like, God dang, I'll get this thing more juice. I'll get this thing more juice in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who you are, that's fucked up right there. Oh my god, you're a damn tater salad. And then like the guys yeah, like, I have I have no idea what you are talking about, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What what the what the fuck to happen? <laughs> to happen. <laughs> what? Oh my god. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. This guy has nothing to do with anything. It's like right. you're, you're gonna you're gonna tell us where where uh <laughs> tell us the, where the squinty tell, face that you're throwing at me right now. Yeah, tell us where Bin Laden is like Please, man, you have already shot him. Okay, man. And the movie just kind of ends. In a world where uh, comedy, uh, patriotic comedy, uh, spliced in real footage of that last like C-130 leaving Afghanistan, and all the Afghani's are like trying to hang on to it, while like fucking like a comedy soundtrack plays over it. No, (laughs) my own worst enemy. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. And then the credits roll. This is envisioned by Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, I feel like he wrote that, actually. Mm. I, I truly think that that's a thing that exists. That might actually be a thing. Like, and then there's, like, juxtaposed with, like, Joe Biden talking about it. Like, get out of there, man. And then it just cuts. Yeah. It's the hard finish yeah just like this episode fire dreams of the fire